Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Got it. Did Got it. it. Got it. Got to plug in my mouse for the rest because it says low battery. Oh, low battery. man. Isn't that the worst plugging in the mouse? What's the worst you can't... fucking design? The worst design. Come on, Apple. I, I've literally done it. So we're talking about oh, the yeah. magic mouse. I've literally the edge, the desk edge. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So it'll get a nice little charge right now. Yeah, you don't exactly. Need to use it. No, I don't need to use it. I'm hands free, baby. Hands free, mouse free. You just live in that free life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Hi. Free, free <laughs> mousing. Because <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, that's it. You know. That's the one. Remember the ones in college and they used to steal the ball out of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Why? Because oh, kids are fucking awful. That's why. Well, like, if you can take it and people won't notice for a while, why wouldn't you? True, I guess. And then you're one ball richer. <laughs> yeah, for all you the times you need. <laughs> well, if you stole a ball, kept it in your pocket, and then you found a mouse without a ball, you'd you say, would have the- jokes on you. Mm-hmm. I have the ball. You. <laughs> you would say I tricked you yeah so essentially anyway, that's what anyway, we should have done yeah like um yeah <laughs> we were stupid in the end in the end we all had our own laptops in, anyway <laughs> in hindsight hindsight is 2020 20 30 okay anyway anyways hello <laughs> hi what are you like reading watching doing I read, I I listened, I eardrummed the bell jar, and I'm obsessed. It was so good. It was so good. Got that dose of tuberculosis? Oh, yeah. I'm all caught up on my tuberculosis. I also got my tuberculosis shot because Mm. it reminded me. No, just kidding. I didn't. Um, Although, like, tuberculosis is eradicated because of vaccines. But mostly, yes. Mostly, like developed country yes yes yeah not but also a political podcast no true true saying it's kind of it was a big science now it's not anymore so you know just like polio and (laughs) the measles but i guess people don't keep up with that either anyways blah blah you did not you do what's science (laughs) 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 that ain't right that ain't right it ain't right the bell jar yes love the bell jar you just have to look over some of the politically incorrect terms that they use, which is fine. Oh, no. And stuff yeah. like that. It's like you yeah. didn't need to really describe no. them as that. But, you but know. I, it was also written. I think it was written in the 50s. The 50s. So, yeah. Yeah, I it mean, was. So you it's... do better. When you know better, you do better, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to hold it against her considering she already held it against herself and killed herself. Hey, so. <laughs> considering she already held her head against the oven against door. The oven door. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
too soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? I feel like if she was around today, she'd probably correct it. So true. She'd be like, my bad. Also, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. Also, I probably should have a therapist and like get on some medication. True, true, true. That's mm. not electric therapy. Talk therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, and then I started listening to This Adventure Ends. I think you suggested it to me years ago. You would notice no. the cover. What? No, I didn't. Nope. Because I saw, I just saw it when I was scanning the Goodreads and I was like, interesting choice. And I had do not have it as marked as want to read. Oh, weird. I don't know where I heard it from then. Cause usually I only hear things from you. Anyways. <laughs> maybe you just like found it on your own free will. True. True. Maybe I did. Right. Anyways, we'll see how it goes. I just started listening to it. As you know, I got you're it. A, you're an audiobook lover. It's your thing. I am now. It's my thing. How to get through books quicker here? Because well, yeah, because you can do double speed like a lunatic. Um. Oh yeah, but that's just if I go back to normal speed now, it's literally I'm like spit it out. Oh my god! <laughs> like get with the program. Like I turned the bell jar down to like normal speed just to hear what, and I was like, no speak faster are you psycho like oh my she god she sounded honestly. drunk to me I was like honestly. that sounds normal to me in my head which is crazy anyways no, honestly but- like at 1.2 speed that's what I listen to my books at I will be like wow she's going too fast at some points like because you can tell when they slow down and went like based on mm-hmm. how they're reading it yeah. and I'll be like oh that's that's too fast I know I'm on 1.2 speed like it's just so weird that we're so different there I would love to borrow your ears for a book <laughs> I don't know if it's my ears it might be my brain computation true you're well yeah it's like your you know it's like hand-eye coordination it's ear yeah, brain your brain coordination You've got that right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, got, I think you got that real good ear brain coordination. <laughs> I'm on top of it. It's all that. <laughs> but you ear do braining. have good hand eye coordination as well. You play hockey. Not well, but yes. <laughs> you play better than me. If we were to play together, you would win. So <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily true. Oh, Any probably true. Anywho, I think that's all that's really new in the book front. What am I doing? Anytime I pick up a fucking book lately and read it, I fall to goddamn sleep. So that's good though. Girl needs her beauty rest. I am. I do. Yes, I do. That's so true. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm-hmm. What about you? You tell me what you're reading because you probably have more interesting things than no, moi. I don't at all. I'm still reading Hello Beautiful. I just like pack away at it. It's I'm like very confused as to where that book is going and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm reading it slowly because I I find myself thinking about like where is this book even going? Like <laughs> what is going to happen? Anyway, that's not the news. I started listening to Migrations by Charlotte McConaughey. What how did I, I say it? Charlotte McConaughey? 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 I think it's McConaughey. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! You need Girl, to start listening I to it. Saw that you were listening to it, and I was like, "Fuck!" She's got to tell me when she's done because I want to listen to it next. Honestly, I like I had seen that it was available for us in our audiobooks mm-hmm. months ago, and I was like, "I'm gonna listen to that." 
And I started listening to it and I was like, you know what? I loved reading Once There Were Wolves. Like, I think maybe I need to read this book. And then I I just thought about it recently and I was like, oh, I'll consume it. Like, if I listen to it, then I'll actually do it instead of like just having it on my TBR. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. Like, I, I don't, I think I'm a little over halfway and like, it's just the depth Ooh. that she puts into these characters. Oh. Like- Ugh. It's so much more than what it's selling. Like, it's oh my just... gosh! Honestly, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. I wish I could reread that book for the first fucking time. Oh, so I know good. that's why you need to do migrations, though. It's okay. giving me like okay. very similar vibes, but totally different. Like, you would not even the storylines aren't similar at all, minus the animals. Like so. Oh my gosh. But it's oh got God. that okay. same, like, the depth. Mm-hmm. You know how there was mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. depth in Once There Were Wolves? Yes. And it was, there was just so much below the surface. That's what this is like. And I'm, like, doing, like, I have a paint by numbers that I did, like, a shit ton of yesterday because I wanted to look yeah, and, like, crocheting yeah, so I can listen. And Fuck yeah. you got it. You got it. You You're gotta. finding it's little perfect. crafty projects so you mm-hmm. have an excuse to be like, mm-hmm. let me just pop these in. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I... Because I got to do something while I listen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't just yeah. sit there and listen. That's fucking weird. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> and exactly. if you do that, you're fucking weird. No, I'm just kidding. You are, we well, love like, you, what are you doing? But you're weird. <laughs> but like, what is your body doing when you do that? If any of our babes just listen to audiobooks as like their one thing that they're doing, <laughs> please How? tell me what you're actually doing. What are you doing? <laughs> Literally. Like, and if, if it's... And if it's like sitting in the bath, that would be acceptable. But yeah, because you're doing a second yeah. task. Bathing. Yes, that's a second yes. task. But if you're well, just like sitting yeah. in bed with your just eyes closed, look. not trying to fall asleep, like that yeah. is your task. Yeah, you're just laying Why? there, like <laughs> eyes open, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> are you not bored? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I love it for you, but like, I think you need a hobby. <laughs> pick up a book i mean yeah no pick up crocheting crotcheting 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 all right anyway that's all that i got i'm also watching love is blind and as you do so you know i've never watched it but it's a good one i'm i know that they don't see the person and then they show them and then they're like actually don't like you Sometimes, yeah. I don't know why I'm not a reality TV person. Like, I'm not. But I just, something about Love is Blind. And I'm always, like, not excited when it, the new season comes out. But then I watch that first fucking episode and I'm hooked. Hook, line, and sinker. Gone fishing. They do a good job of making you curious. Curious. Mm-hmm. Curious. Mm-hmm. Curious indeed. Y'all. Yeah. Should we talk yeah. about this book? Yeah, do we have any new babes? Oh, shoot. We do have a new babe. An we imposter, babe? in fact. What? Their name is Kate. Another. Another, another one. Kate. And <laughs> another, another one. one. Another one. Nice. Just kidding. You're not an imposter. We see you. Oh, yeah. No, not an imposter, but like a little bit. Because that's my Just name, a name, so. imposter. <laughs> Oh, that's my name. But that's hers. my name on Facebook. So like True. if their name is just Kate on Facebook, they're not mm-hmm. even 
I'm the imposter at that point. True, true, true. Sorry. So sorry. (laughs) We're we're so sorry. (laughs) All right. Okay. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So we're reading Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone, and this is week deuce, and it's chapters 11 to 22 this week, and I'm going to start. And we are still on the My Father chapters. All right, my Father? My- <laughs> I had to. Not quite the same. Not quite the same. My Father. My Daddy. That's better. It's the F. It's the A T H that doesn't quite come across mm-hmm. in the Borat voice. Mm-hmm. My father. My okay. Anyway, <laughs> Ern goes up to the roof for two reasons. One, he wanted to estimate the number of guests. He's thinking that there are about sixty to eighty people staying at this little Snow Valley resort. And two, he wanted to see if Officer Crawford was knocking on doors. And also three. He likes to look into hotel rooms that are being cleaned. That was like a little aside that he added in there. Which, who doesn't look into the room when you're walking by and it's being cleaned? Um, Yeah, if you can see in, I'm looking. Yeah, even like people who are, <laughs> like the room is occupied. If they've got the door open, I want to see what their room looks like. You're inviting me to look. <laughs> yeah, you never know. There could be some macadamia nuts underneath the console. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right he can't figure out if anyone at the hotel knew who the dead guy was and he felt the mood in the dining hall was gossipy that morning and not sad so he's like what does this mean who is this guy 
He's passing rooms that all have sentence titles. So he's saying that that's usually where stuff something happens, like the library or the dining hall, like capital D, capital H, which is like, what's that game where it's like, it was the candlestick in the library. Clue. Fucking love Clue. Clue. Yeah. So that gave me Clue vibes. Faux show. Um, and he's trying to think less of the murder and Michael, and he's trying to focus more on relaxing. So when he gets up to the roof, Lucy is up there, and she's smoking her last cigarette. He keeps saying this, and I'm like, is she going to mm-hmm. die? she going to mm-hmm. die, right? she going to die? Mm-hmm. Ern tries to apologize to Lucy and call a truce, but she says, quote, how about you fix your marriage and I'll fix mine? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Which it was all very confusing then, but now it makes more sense as I'm Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Yes. Uh, Lucy asked if he got a look at the body when he was carrying it and if it looked like Michael. He tells her no and then goes to Google the black tongue because Lucy didn't know what it was either when Sophia had mentioned it earlier in the dining hall. Lucy says she already looked it up and it was something that was big news a few years ago. The victims were Allison Humphrey and Mark and Janine Williams. I wrote those names down because I feel like there's going to be going to circle back around. Uh, Lucy says it's creeping her out and that everyone who is supposed to be accounted for is. The owner of the resort told her this, so it's reliable information, apparently. Ern then realizes that Lucy is worried that more cops will arrive and that that will set Michael off having just come from jail, which is, like, pretty fair, I think, to worry about mm-hmm. that. True. That, like, seems like a reasonable thing to be like, eh. Um, she hasn't heard from him yet, nor has she heard from, quote, her. And then we also find out that Lucy is the ex. So at this point, I'm very confused. I'm like, what is even happening? Again, it all makes sense very soon. Uh, Lucy calls a truce and then tells Ern that he shouldn't have done it and that she'll always hate him for it. And I'm guessing that was the testimony at the uh, trial. Yeah, the trial. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was not coming to me. Yeah, well, well. Uh, um, and then a large moving truck arrives. So cute. Moving truck. Who's moving? U-Haul. Because you haul it. Get it? You haul Get it? It's all in the name. I dropped my pen. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. 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 That's, um... <laughs> I've got Prozac. a strange disease. Yeah. Is that Prozac? <laughs> I got yeah. a strange disease. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, what is it? Isn't gosh. it, like... One eight or W dot never get over I wonder if that's a website. Do you think it is? Let's see. Well, you'll tell us. Oh yeah, you don't have a mouse. No, my mouse do be dead. No. That's nope, unfortunate. They really missed an opportunity there. It's for sale. It's for sale. Someone has bought it, but n- n- they probably want an insane mm. amount of money for it. True, like, true. Dumb. dumb. <laughs> I mean, if it was available anymore? for 10 bucks, I'd probably buy it and then just put a loop of the song on it. Anyways, um, okay, so there is more hubbubbing. Hubbub- and hubbub- 
we finally catch a glimpse of Michael. And this is interesting because we find out that he had no visitors. So everybody's like hubbing and bubbing, trying to get the that look. He's um, and then he's the hot topic. He is the hot topic. And then Ern gets a glimpse and he's like, well, shit, he looks younger than he did than when he went in. <laughs> Whoops. He was, I guess, expecting more of like a des- a deserted island version of him. But, you know, that no sun on the skin does wonders. Also, it was only three years. Like, yeah. You don't age that much in three years. No, but I guess... He's thinking, like, maybe he wouldn't have cared for himself. Yeah, like, tough times. But what else are you supposed to do in jail? Look after yourself. I feel like if I went to jail, I would just work out and read, obviously. But, like, what else are you going to do? Exactly. That's my point exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what, like, literally, that's why all those guys get, like, jacked and pumped. Jacked, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you exclusively listen to audiobooks, it might be your jam to not work out and just listen to the audio. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, if you're one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Michael goes right to his mother or my mother or our mother or Audrey. He's like not even sure how to approach um how to like call his own mom. Like, do I just say Audrey? yeah and then he's going through the line of people and i totally understood this feeling that feeling when you're next in line to greet someone oh i hate it and like they're hugging people and i'm like don't touch me please could i just get away with not being touched and like could i like shuffle to the front of the line again like that's me i hate that interesting um of course ernie he chats with ernie um and it seems like it's like water under the bridge almost because he's like let's get a beer urn like ernie obviously goes right to thinking it's about the cashola that he's got in the cupboard in his room um but he says that they he has some things that he wants to say and he thinks he owes him which is interesting um and ernie is kind of taken aback that he's coming off as more humble um rather than the angry man that he built up in his head and then from the driver's side emerges ernie's wife aaron what mic drop um hello fancy well, seeing you all, here <laughs> she's not dead no and she's not second dead. of all she's with his brother mm-hmm. that's Excuse a brother me? lover I almost choked when you're like, that's a brother lover. Oh, no. It was just silence. <laughs> I, I was trying not to choke. No, I was trying not to choke. That was hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> so we got one brother lover, Aaron. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. All right, so Ern found out about Aaron and Michael six months after he went to prison. 
That is confusing, and my brain is still confused about that. Because how does that happen? You know? Hmm. From someone Mm -hmm. who wasn't having any visitors, and like, obviously there must have been something. Letter writing? Calls? Phone calls? Letters? I don't, but like, how could you fall in love with that person? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, they must fishy. have, there must have been some sparks beforehand, at least between them. Yes. Yes. I'd okay, though. All right. Yes. Um, Lucy got divorce papers, and Aaron told Ern she was, quote, planning to spend more time with Michael, end quote. I'm like, how? I'm so confused. And then, yes, I answer my own question here. Apparently, via phone calls and emails, which is what you had said, but like, it still doesn't make sense. Um, I feel and by like the time giving I- prisoners access to email is not invisible, though I guess that's how they get on. Um, yeah, uh, the, those websites. Mm-hmm. Fuck, those websites Fall are fucking crazy. Fall in love with crazy. the prisoner. Com. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I. What do I think? I feel like prisoner. Like it's. It's. I don't really know what I think because I feel like if you're in prison, that means you've done a crime that warrants over a year of jail time, which hopefully, like you were rightly convicted and it wasn't you're not innocent or whatever but like if you're in prison i don't think you should have privileges like i really feel i don't like i even wonder if you should have access to books like i feel like you need to just like go crazy you're on time out you're on time out yeah for like i feel like yeah i don't know if you be bad you can't have the good things yeah you don't get any and then you should only have a styrofoam cup of water a piece of bread and rice. Hunger meal. <laughs> the hunger meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you feel uh, me. Once a day. And you have to watch that video every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there'd be a whole lot less crime. Right? I think so. I don't know why we're not in charge. Right? Well, because right now the prisoners are like, yeah, I'll kill this guy, but at least I'll get my emails. like, And a roof over my head and some tasty food. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe even a wife, because I got my emails. And I got a brother lover. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, by the time Michael came with the body to Ern's house, Ern and Aaron were already sleeping in separate bedrooms. So tumultuous relationship. He tells her she can do whatever she wants and then never asked about their relationship again. He's kind of a um, avoider, which I'm I'm down with that. I'm like that too. So I understand. Obviously, I thought I saw some foreshadowing here because I wrote foreshadowing. He wonders if they had something in common that he couldn't match. And then I wrote murder question mark. So I don't know what's going on there. Do you mean foreskinning? <laughs> just kidding yes uh, <laughs> yes it could still be foreshadowing because the skin <laughs> would create a shadow <laughs> tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong you're not wrong imagine but... it'd be dark in there <laughs> hello is anybody home <laughs> all right so This weekend was not only the first time Ern was seeing Michael and Aaron together, but this is the first time that they are together in person as well. So, like, awkward. (laughs) 
um, make it like a family affair. I don't know. So then Aaron gets. I know, like so fucking awkward. So then Aaron gets to earn because in this line of receiving, um, and she whispers in his ear, "It's family money, earn." And he's like, "What?" So then the family breaks out into like their own little groups, and Earn ends up chatting with Michael, Lucy, Sophia, and Andy. There's some awkward chat about the van and like, "What are you doing with that?" <laughs> kind of thing. Who brings a moving van? Yeah, to, like uh, what's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, apparently Michael had some stuff in storage and decided to bring it versus paying extra, which was just like, mm, mm-hmm, sounds about right. Uh, uh, so then Marcel goes to make an announcement and Ern notices Aaron's hand in Michael's back pocket. And he's wondering if this is performative or if it's like for him and Lucy, because Aaron was never really like touchy feely before. So he's, and I mean, obviously he's going to notice all of these things, but I also wonder if that had like, if she's putting something in his pocket or like taking Same. something out. Same. Yeah. 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 Uh, Marcelo mentions their death from earlier. Sophia implies that it's a murder and says there will be detectives asking questions. Lucy Lucy tries to reassure everyone by saying that Officer Crawford isn't doing anything. Like, she's trying to say, like, it's not a big deal because he's not that concerned sort of thing. Um, And then, speak of the devil himself, Officer Crawford rushes over and arrests Michael. Well, that was quick. <laughs> Hope you, enjoyed, hope you enjoyed your 26 hours of freedom sir so everybody's obviously like excuse me and lucy is very upset also she had like dolled herself way up and the makeup pink. was it was blue eyeshadow and pink lipstick status mm-hmm. but if she's a uh, bond consultant that makes sense right they're like true makeup. true this that all is, is coming together or is that hair? yes I don't know. no i think it's like body products and stuff no Target only ads for our bond MLM. yeah um yeah. join our join our ranks <laughs> anyways <laughs> um are you looking cats- for for a way to make six figures and work one hour a week we got the job for you <laughs> just give us five thousand dollars and then recruit three thousand other people to give us five thousand dollars and you'll make it <laughs> yeah you'll do it i swear oh god <laughs> okay everybody's all like excuse me obviously lucy i feel like she's like standing in front of him being like no kind of thing yeah. um Catherine then joins her um and reluctantly andy is being dragged over as well of course audrey like collapses essentially and is like leave our facking family alone Mm -hmm. um and marcello tries to step in and is like sorry but no this isn't happening right now and you and i both know that this is not how policing works and are we done here capiche He's trying to be like, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Mm -mm. I am a lawyer. Yes. I'm a lawyer. I know the law. No, 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 no. That's all I imagine he does. No. I am a lawyer. I do be lawing. And of course, I do be lawing. 
lying. I lie. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. No, 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 no. Um, okay. So then, of course, Officer Crawford is like, sorry, no. Um, there's been a murder. And then everybody's like, I feel it's all, all like a community, like, gasp. A murder? <gasps> so Sophia's suspicions yeah. are confirmed. And then the owner of the ski resort, a.k.a. Ernie's savior, appears on one of the balconies and is like, a murder? This is the first time I'm hearing about this. There hasn't been a murder around here in 25 years. 25 years. So Um, I was wrong. I was wrong last week. I said she was driving a Jeep and I think she's actually driving a Land Rover. Land Rover. As she roves the land, you know? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Big difference. Sorry. Oh, yeah, totally. Big difference. Yeah. They're both big vehicles with tires. I think Land Rovers are a little bit more expensive. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I guess they've been referring to this unfortunate um, corpse as green boots, which is mm. hilarious, but also sad. Mount Everest. Well, like Look the it origin. Up. Yeah. Yes. Um understand why they wouldn't take the bodies away it is fascinating though to think that there are just a shit ton of bodies on, on mount everest turn left and you at could the green just boots. go visit you could just go visit your like pal true just <laughs> to go and hang hiking. out set up a picnic <laughs> <laughs> want some oh sorry never mind <laughs> oh, <laughs> more I, for me you know i i do like those boots i've always liked those boots <laughs> Thank you. I'll I'll be taking these. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. So then, Catherine is, of course, being her Catherine. They really should have just named her Karen. Um. Mm. And suggested that the police not take medical advice from her, aka Sophia. Plus, Mike has an alibi, right? Of course, Marcelo is saying the same thing, being like, Scram, get out of here. He was in jail yesterday. So, like, you got to go. Get out of here. You got and to then go. Michael is trying to calm his father down by saying, like, Dad, like, trying to get a word in edgewise, blah, blah, blah. And then Officer Crawford asks Michael, Shall you tell them or should I? Or should I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like Audrey knows deep down because she starts pleading, like, tell them that you were in Kuma, which I'm assuming is the prison last night, or a town. Um, and, like, just tell them, just tell them. And she's pleading. And then Officer Crawford says, Mrs. Cunningham, Mike was really released yesterday afternoon not this morning uh oh uh that's what he says he says uh oh <laughs> while looking at all of their faces uh oh uh oh shaggy <laughs> i can picture it and i love it uh oh <laughs> okay um Obviously, everybody's like, ah, gasp again. Marcelo oh. tries to sidestep quickly and he's like, okay, so he wasn't in prison, but he wasn't here, right? Question mark. 
Michael then says, I'd rather go with you, officer. And he lets him be cuffed or lets himself be cuffed. This is interesting. Though Ernie is wondering why Aaron isn't speaking up like with an alibi, like I was with him. Don't worry about it. So yeah, like this we were doing it. Mm-hmm. We And I got Doggy the receipts style. to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I got the never mind. <laughs> oh, um, oh no, oh no, oh no. So Ernie thinks that they're obviously keeping secrets big enough that him being locked away in the drying room um, is worth capital D, capital R, R. Yes, for capital M murder is mm. worth being locked in there for. He's obviously everybody's like interested in like what's going on. And um, Marcello is like, don't speak to him without me. And then this is crazy. But Michael says that Marcello's not my lawyer and says that he is and points at Urn. <gasps> what? The tables be spinning. They do be sp- I got my head to spin. Okay, I've got a quick, I'll try to summarize 14.5 really quickly. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? You don't have another one? <laughs> yes, you do. It's, he's offering up a three, a little quick recap. And so I'm not going to go into all the details, but he's just saying three years ago, Mike showed up with the dead body of Alan Houghton. Houghton? Houghton? Something like that. I don't know. In his car. I don't know if I wrote it down wrong. I can't read my writing. All right. No worries. Um, And he was dead, but then he was alive, and then he wasn't again. Um, And then he ended up siding with the law and turned his brother in. We all know that. Now they're here at the Sky Lodge, and they're welcoming Mike back, and there's a storm coming in, which seems cliche, but also we can't leave Mike here. We all have to stay with him. Family support. He pretty much sums up everybody and how they're all related to each other, um, like all the characters we've met so far. Um, And then he has some things that he wants to be sure he highlights. So somebody was in Sophia's chalet when she was in his. Mm -hmm. Sophia is the only one with an alibi. Technically, you're not supposed to know that right now, but you're welcome, essentially, is what he's saying. Because he is Sophia's alibi. Yes, he's Sophia's yeah. alibi, and he hasn't s- said when the time of death was yet. No one's recognized green boots, um, and he's wondering where the fat sack of cash is from, and maybe somebody's after it, and that's why all these going ons is about. Um, like he... Alan has peeps. Mm-hmm. Someone's trying to get that money back. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, he goes back to the three sets of footprints and only the one set of footprints back. And then he's wondering, rather Mike being a suspect for murder, he's wondering more about where him and Aaron were last night, which, I mean, he's boom, not. Boom, boom, They'd be doing boom, it. Boom. They're doing it. They're they're bumping uglies. <laughs> they're smushing genitals. <laughs> um, and That's then. It's true, just one it big is true. Smush, let's be honest. True, true. <laughs> um, and then 
chap where he lets us know that we're seven chapters away from the next murder and oh also i've been i've just been nominated for legal counsel of a suspected murderer cool cool (laughs) super cash yeah no just just put that in there at the end (laughs) all right so michael is whisked off to the drawing room and he tells urn that he'll send for him he literally says that and urn is like he actually says that (laughs) Which is kind of funny. I do uh, like the writing style. Yeah, it's funny. I do. I also, it's like, it's like so sarcastic and just mm-hmm. um, like the way that you or I would talk. Like yeah, is, like almost funny. like a dry wit. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, we're dry and witty. Okay. Turn. Wait, what? What were we going to say? We're not dry? No. <laughs> we're not witty? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> These are 18-year-old girls. They don't need lube. lube. What is this? They're good to go. They're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ern waits until Marcello and Audrey get to the landing on the stairs to corner them. He thinks that his mom might know something. Before he reaches them, Catherine catches him and asks if now is the best time. Like, she knows what he's going to do. So Ern says, oh, I agree. Let's wait for a few more corpses. And I had an actual LOL on that one because I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, he tells Catherine that if he's going to help Michael, he's going to need to talk to Audrey eventually. Uh, later, he finds her in the library, which he describes as a book lover's nightmare. <laughs> so real nice. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey asks if he's come here to gloat about um michael and everything that's happened but Ern says he just wanted to see if she was feeling better he tells her that michael hurt someone and he did what he thought was right at the time she tells him that he sounds like his father and this is not a compliment that he could talk his way out of anything even into absolution she mentions that Ern is now forcing her to watch him make the same mistakes that his dad did and I was like, what does she mean by this? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, was she accusing him of green boots? I was super confused. But once mm-hmm. we find out more later, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes more sense. But obviously she would have known that. It's confusing. I'm confused. People, I feel like we need people are time. withholding people are withholding information. Big time. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um Audrey says that Michael killed someone, but does that make him a killer? And I'm like, yes, I think that's the main definition. <laughs> I think that's how they come up with a, a verdict, guilty or not. But who knows? <laughs> um, he thinks he's a murderer, but does he think, or sorry, um, Ern thinks that Michael is a murderer, but does he think the same of Catherine and Sophia? Which true Mm. but also not true because like a doctor they're not their goal is not to kill their goal is to save and then if they die in the process they just were like prolonging the inevitable essentially because they're not just like fucking around to find out like something's wrong no it's not doctor death around here i don't think no well i think sophia is not like that like hopefully but so yeah if you if you killed someone, you are a killer, Audrey. Okay, sorry, I'm just carrying this on. Let's do this. He tells his mom that he thinks the body has something to do with the family. Audrey doesn't know who the dead man is. 
Okay, so she thinks Ern is like his father because he put Michael in prison and his father left them to, quote, fight, but he didn't leave anything for them to fight with, aka nothing in the bank. So it's all very confusing. She's, Mm. like, telling him this shit and he's like, I don't understand what you're saying, but, like, I'm trying to make sense of it. Um. Ern tells Audrey that their his dad was a killer, just like Michael, but that his dad was also a junkie. And she denies this, but Ern says they found a needle on his body um, after he was shot. Marcello interrupts this combo, and Audrey is like, thank you, I'm out of here, peace, takes her exit. They chat about how Michael obviously has something that he wants to tell Ern, or why else would he say that he's his lawyer? Like, Ern's Michael's lawyer, yes. which is weird. Yeah. Ern asks Marcello what his dad was like because they were friends before he got with his mom. And he just, like, totally avoids this question and doesn't answer it. Ern then asks Marcello to look into the victims of the Black Tongue, and he says that he will. Um, Something about the metal. There's, like, a war metal above the mm. fireplace is important, I'm guessing. It has already come back around in our chapters, but, like, I don't, I still don't know. Um, Although it could also have been connected to Audrey's way of saying that all killing wasn't equal, aka war sort of thing, um, and that she believed Michael had a good reason for killing Alan, question mark? I'm like so confused in these chapters. All mm-hmm. of my sentences are just like okay. ending with question marks. It's not just me because I was like, what is going on? Okay. No, and it's yeah. not just us either because in our Facebook group, Rachel was like, we need mm-hmm. a map. Like what what is happening? What, Which I was what like, do be going on? Yes. Yes. I do support I a map. I do support a map. Love a map. <laughs> okay. So Ern is feeling some guilt as if he's actually responsible. So now he decides that he needs to help Michael, which is this guilt. He feels like he needs to help his brother. Um, Although he does feel like one of his family members are somehow involved. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Imagine like being a part of a family where you're like, yeah, somebody here is definitely a murderer. (laughs) no (laughs) wait what was with that side look i thought you were like yeah that sounds bad (laughs) oh no okay now we're in my mother my mommy (laughs) my mom (laughs) the storm is starting and Ern is at the bar with Sophia. So Catherine is being Catherine and is like, why don't you use those like 10 steps to solving crime things you write about or whatever? And then, of course, <laughs> of course. Ernie's like, well, first of all, they're rules, not steps. But also, um, I don't write books. I tell people how to write books. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, and then he's like, she's like, oh, well, if you can do that, like, what about being a lawyer? And he's like, I don't know. Why don't I just spend a quick eight years in law school or something? Like, (laughs) I don't know. He asked me to be a lawyer. I don't literally don't know. So then Ernie's thinking one of two things that he gets to talk to me as much as he wants in private or he's just trying to keep someone out of the room 
So now we've got two angles that he might be playing with. Is Marcelo a bad dad? Is he a bad dad? Oh, maybe he's a bad dad. I mean, he probably is a sketchy dude if he was associating with their dad. Criminal. Criminals, yes. I think Mm -hmm. Marcelo might be bad dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then obviously Ernie asks him, asks Sophia, why do you need $50,000? He's just going to come out and say it right now. Why not? Um, and she says that she doesn't, she doesn't even want it now. Um, and that was then just he, but a fleeting thought. <laughs> it was just a fleeting thought. And then he says, well, also someone was in your room. She's being evasive. And then she's all like, well, what are you going to do with the money? And Ernie's just feeling a little sus. Sophia explains what happened. So she says, of course, I've lost patience before. Um, there, Rick, There's risks in any surgery. And of course, she's only human as well. You're, you're putting your life in the hands of another human. So there's mm-hmm. good days and bad days. She's replayed the day over and over in her head, and she says that she'd make the same decisions and do the same things over again. But what had happened was that she had a glass of wine with dinner eight hours before the surgery, but people embellish, people hold grudges, and things get political. Um, So she's assuming that somebody or a resident had seen her at a bar having a glass of wine with her dinner though. Um, i like Sophia, so i'm inclined to believe her but exactly like, mm-hmm. like maybe that's the wrong thing to do mm-hmm. maybe. But like it's very true what is she's what is she supposed to do yeah. just like not ever have a glass of wine in, in public she yeah. has to go to surgery in the next eight hours like yeah yeah bizarre live your life of course ernie asks her her why Marcelo isn't representing her and she says like I said it's political so there's something going on of course withholding information like we said Sophia has some cues for Ernie and that is why not just let the police do investigating it the investigating and he says that he owes it to Mike plus the cop is clearly inexperienced Ernie feels like this is supposed to be a this doesn't concern you type of scene in a book um, and that he feels like if he walks away, um, then the money is his, but or sorry, like Sophia's trying to say, like, if you walk away now, the mm-hmm. money could be all yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and he feels like he's seeing through or seeing her his mode, her motive a little bit like. Can you really trust anybody? Can you, though? Um, she warns him, though, when she he does finally get to talk to him um, to find out what's really in the moving truck. Because it do be sus. Knock, 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 knock. knock Imagine knock. it was just like 50 bodies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? They all had green shoes on, green boots. Green boots, all green boots. <laughs> okay. Juliet, who we learn is the owner of the resort, leads Ern towards the drying room, although maybe not because they are taking a very different route that is not 
the painted arrows on the floor. Um, they get to a room and she unlocks it, tells him that she knows he's nervous to see his brother and that it'll be quick. And I'm like, what is happening? How does the owner of the resort know that he's nervous to see? Like, how does this, what is going on here? Okay, so it looks like they're in her office. Ern asks how long she's been here, and we learn that it is a family business and that she took it over accidentally six years ago when she came because she wanted to sell it, but she ended up staying, as you do. Um, Turns out that the metal in the library that was mentioned earlier is kind of explained here. It was given to the stuffed pigeon Frank, who lives above the metal on the fireplace, um, because oh, yeah, he Frank delivered the pigeon. Yeah, he delivered messages during the war yeah. about enemy lines and shit. So Hell yeah. Frank is a veteran. Frank the um Julia has pulled up some security footage. It turns out it's not security footage, but more of a weather cam so that people can access it to see what the weather is like on the mountains when they're going to be visiting the resort. It shows the even numbered chalets not the odd numbers and it is not a video stream so much as it takes a photo every three minutes and so because of that it's hard to recognize faces or really specific details she confirms that all of the guests are accounted for Ern does use his detective skills and spots a property contract on her desk and he even oh. so much as went into the formatting of the actual book that we are reading and bolded it. So this is something we need to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she guesses that the man came in the middle of the night um, because there is a mystery car in the lot. And she's wondering if they should have Crawford run the plates. She tells Ern it's a four-wheel drive Mercedes. He's like, that's my stepdaddy's car. <laughs> Mm. I know who that car is. You don't need to That's, do that. I know who that is. No, I know whose car that is. That's my daddy's. Daddy. Um, <laughs> it looks my like... daddy. Sorry, <laughs> my my stepdaddy. <laughs> my stepdaddy. So then we find out Marcelo is sus because he called off dinner because of Audrey's quote illness, and then he goes somewhere for more than six hours. <laughs> That's, That's a long, long time. time. <laughs> that's like that's like that's asleep. Like he could that's he like more than just down the hill and back. Like yeah, that's not just, just in gotta, the town. Mm-hmm. Like I just gotta go get some milk. <sighs> yeah, that's long. Okay. So mm-hmm. it looks like no one has been reported missing and that Crawford doesn't want to get all of Julie Juliet's guests all worried. By showing the dead guy's face to everybody. So that's why he's not like going around canvassing. And so Juliet is showing Ern because he's been asking too many questions and she's looked into his family and she doesn't think Crawford knows what he's doing. And the detectives that are coming will likely be stalled because of the storm. Mm. And Ern, you are a lawyer after all. (laughs) (laughs) He says, no, I'm not a lawyer. I am a crime writer who helped who helps other people write and she's like <sighs> i imagine that's what she did yeah well that's a massive disappointment <laughs> <laughs> 
so they're still chatting a little bit i think she's just like well fuck i've already told him well i may as well just keep going uh we find out that crawford the police officer arrived on scene so he arrived at the resort at 6 45 a.m Juliet has literally no idea who called the body in. We do not know how he got this call, what time he got this call, like, whatever. The feed is live on their website, and it never changes. It's always an interval of three minutes. So Earn is summarizing that you could technically set your watch to it and be discreet and avoid being caught on camera if you knew that every three minutes... This true. camera took a new photo, right? True, true. Yes, yeah. Um, he's wondering if the killer called the body in because there's no one that is worried there. Like, he didn't see anybody who is, like, visibly shaken up because if you find a body, I feel like you would be, like, not intrigued. Yes. You'd be like, holy shit. Fuck, <laughs> that's a dead body. I think, like, even, like, you and I who are into true crime, I think if we actually found a dead body, we'd be like, what, what, fuck, 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 No, I don't. I didn't want this for real. No, I don't want this. It's funny because he's like, did someone call in the body and then just go back to bed casually? Like, (laughs) that's funny. I laughed out loud. Okay, quote. She says to him, oh, I get it. You write books about how to write books that you've never written, bought by people who will never write one. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) LOL. I think she just summarized Ern real good. (laughs) Yes. One hundo. Ernie suggests that we should know about his younger brother, Jeremy, and Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, Bert, almost close. (laughs) Very close, yeah. Bert, Ernie. We find out that unfortunately Jeremy passed away when he was young, but also that Ernie was sitting beside him when he died. Oh, that sucks. So then Juliet leads Ern to the drying room and he's feeling that perhaps that she she is a bit disappointed when he wasn't as enthusiastic to start a crime solving duo together. (laughs) Uh, Say lovey. It's okay. Maybe. Maybe. Um, He ends up talking to, they end up talking to Crawford about the video footage and his timeline and like talks about or thinks again about the footprints now supports his theory about the killer calling the cops. Um, And then. I like that theory. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Crawford then says, "Well, heard you're not a real lawyer." <laughs> we find out oh, that Mar- Marcello's pretty much told um, Crawford everything about Ernie. So, real cool, nice, 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 Marcello. Thanks for that. Um, Thank and you. he's obviously really just trying to get involved. Ernie says that I'm, I'm just going to do my best, but I know that you can't just hold him. And he was like, I feel so lawyery. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I'm a mm-hmm. lawyer. He's also like, so Aaron is also tied to his whereabouts. Like, where was she? And he's just like, well, she's not a Cunningham. So, and I'm like, oh, so the name does mean something to the police. Eep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, 
he should be doing his job. She was would have been with him or she arrived with him. Don't you think she should talk to her? Anyways. I feel like he should be doing a lot more than sitting outside this of a is true. room with somebody inside who wasn't even there. True, 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 true. Um, Ernie's feeling, um, he's feeling confident in his lawyering right now. So he's like, so you got to let him go if we find out a good alibi. And also, don't talk to him without me. Or whatever Beach? lawyers say. Yeah. <laughs> I got a suggestion. Get your ass Get out, your of ass my out of my face. Don't, Don't ask, ask my questions. client questions. I'm from H-Town, fool. I'm from you know Australia. how we loy? Loy? Yeah, we be lying. We be lying, I'm yes. I'm a loy. I'm doing my loy. Loying. Ernie then enters the drying room and describes it, and I just wrote, ew, yeah, the drying room eating. sounds worse than prison, to be honest. Yep. I was eating while I was <laughs> reading Oh, God. That. Yeah, ew, I had to. Ew. I had to just like skim mm-hmm. over it because I was like, mm-hmm. "Smelly mm-hmm. feet? No, <laughs> no, 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 no." Um, they end up talking a little bit about Jeremy. We find out that the siblings were all removed from their mother, and that her mother, their mother, also waited seven years to hold a small funeral for Jeremy. Um. And then Mike says that he thought that it made him closer and that nothing could come between the Cunninghams, essentially, um, that like between the death of their father and Jeremy, like this has made them close. But then, of mm-hmm. course, you done gone and fucked it up. Oh, so Ernie's feeling a bit nervous and unsure, like what's going on. First, he's saying we're close. Now this, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then he goes straight up and says, I did kill Alan Holton. Sorry, I missed Alan the first one. So Ernie's first thought is, shit, he's going to kill me. And is this all a trap? Is that why he asked me into this drawing room? It's a trap, Azoid. It's a trap. (laughs) Azoid. (laughs) um he then explains that he strangled him and then you sent me to prison and then michael like rushes him and he's like fuck i'm dying i'm dying and then he realized he's being hugged question mark (laughs) and he's just like thank you question mark (laughs) and he's like you're welcome question mark yeah very weird it was awkward it was awkward. And then he leaves off saying, or not, he ends that part of the conversation by saying that he, that Ernie did the right thing by going to the police, which is also interesting. Um, He tells Ernie now that he's doesn't want to get out of there because he's safe in here by himself, locked in. And we're like, um, what? Excuse me? And then we find out that Michael doesn't trust the lot of them essentially his whole family (laughs) and he says to ernie that he's only trusting you right now because he's the only one who ever has called him on his own shit which yeah um mm -hmm. so he feels like he knows that ernie will help him do the right thing hence the lawyer nomination and then he says, here is why I killed Alan, dot, dot, dot. Me? <laughs> I know why. 
Okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell everybody why. Michael has had three whole years to try to figure out how to tell Ernie this, and he says he'd be lying if he didn't develop some kind of, quote, spiritual understanding in jail. (laughs) Ern's like, uh, no. (laughs) So, he felt out of control when he killed Alan and isn't sure what he would have done if he wasn't stopped by Ern having told the police and putting Michael in jail. Michael is talking about the value of a life and how some people in jail had killed for so little and that he killed Alan because he weighed the worth in his head and decided that killing someone was worth more than not. Ern says he decided his own life was more important than Alan's and that he brought he's brought the money and he can have it. At this point he's like Michael's fucking insane. Like mm-hmm. you can have the money. Like he kind of just, just wants to get, get out of there. Let me go. Yeah. Me and Michael says quote i'm trying to tell you i've learned from my mistakes that i'll never choose violence again and you still think this is about the money question mark i'm like reading this just so fucking confused like i'm like what is even happening just cut to the chase people let's go (laughs) give me some details here we don't need all cryptic messaging just tell us that's all we're getting so he then mentions quote our money again and has earned thinking Aaron had said, quote, family money. He realizes that they were talking about literal ownership. So he asks if it was Michael's money to begin with. And was he buying something from Alan? That is suddenly making sense. Well, it turns out Alan knew their dad and that he was a former cop. But when he was killed, he was not a cop. Big distinction to make. Apparently, he was a very dirty cop when he was a cop, and that's how Michael only got three years because Marcella was like, do you really want me to release Exposed. the Kraken? Yes. And Exposed. they were like, no, 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 no. Three Mom's years the word. Good. Yeah. Three years sounds good for murder. That sounds great, actually. I like that. Do you, do you mm-hmm. want to do two and a half? No, we'll just do three. We'll stick to three. So one day, Alan calls Michael and tells him that he has something he wants that he'll sell to him and that he's contacted Ern as well. And that's why he went to his door that night because he thought that he was already in the know. He was not. Ern says he never knew Alan and Michael says that he has met him. He was that stupid cop who put cake on his mom and said he shot their dad. Oh dang! Excuse me. Bye bye, Alan. Lot twist. Alan. 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 The reason why Ernie doesn't recognize Gaio is because he spent his whole life trying to forget his dad. So this is starting to make a little bit more sense here. As things just get revealed, like little bits and pieces, he doesn't like give the full story. No, it's a slow burn. Lots mm-hmm. of questions. Yes. But Probably Ernie about is... like 2% answers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but Ernie's still like, mm. but he still killed a guy. Um, Michael's obviously 
frustrated that Ernie's not just immediately siding with him after this information. So he explains that his dad was in a gang, or shall I say, group, or had some colleagues named the Sabres. And it started off just as like robbing places, which it seems like his dad was kind of into like petty theft and crime like that. And then it started turned into, of course, dealing drugs, then violence, and it was not his dad's scene. Then we find out that his dad flipped and started being an informant to the police. So he's not a bad dad. Mm-mm. Well, he's a bad dad to the criminals. Criminals wouldn't mm-hmm. like that kind of dad. Mm-mm. 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 So he felt like this was his opportunity to get out and with like a lesser sentence, essentially. And then the dirty cops came after him and murdered him. Not a robbery gone wrong, essentially. Because Ooh. they were going to ex- expose mm-hmm. them. And they mm-hmm. were like, Alan was like, no, 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 no. He's got to go. I'm a bad no. cop. I can just kill mm-hmm. him. But I'll his shoot partner him three got times. killed in the process. Yes. So that is also, I think, part of Alan's, like, maybe some of the information that people oh. have. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Eventually, all of... um. Alan's transgressions and cocaine stealing caught up with him and he's not was not a cop like you said at the time of his murder and this is why this is what Ernie suspects that Audrey was trying to tell him like the good cops had killed his dad hence why the whole family hates the police and then he did the same thing blah 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Ernie's like, wait a second, he could have used the past three years to make up this whole story. Like he's having a hard time believing his brother and he's feeling like this story is a little bit too convenient. Um, and he, then Michael explains to him that actually he learned a lot about Holton, the ex-cop in prison and that then Holton had confirmed all of this information, essentially, that people were corroborating corroborating in prison when he killed him in the forest. Turns out that Michael owed Alan money. They didn't have the full amount. He was hoping he was going to get away with that. Alan calls him on it. They wrestle. Fighting ensues, but with a gun, which is not smart. Michael accidentally ends up shooting him. Then he got up and he says he can't remember if he ran him over or if he jumped in front of the car. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, obsessed. This is when Ernie's like, oh, it was supposed to be $300,000. And he asks Michael what's worth $300,000. Michael responds with information. And it's the same information that dad got dad killed. Um, Do you think it's about Marcelo? Maybe. Ooh. Why else would Marcelo infiltrate the oh. family? Good point. Good point. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Alan couldn't sell what he had, and he got in the middle of everything, meaning Michael, and that... Colton had got them, whatever he's trying to sell, from his dad. And 
Michael didn't think that it was as dangerous as it seemed selling whatever them is. We don't know what them is. Michael is looking for whatever them is and he can't find it. And he's like, it's easier to show you, but I'll have to show you later. I can't find it right now. Um, Essentially, Ernie's like, nerp, I don't believe you. Bye. Sorry. I've got to go. Like, I'm not. I don't blame him. Involved. We're confused. Yeah. Like, we're he's confused. Probably like, really like uh, what? No. Blah, 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 pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hubbub, hubbub, hubbub. Hubbub, hubbub. <laughs> then, of course, Michael's like, not so fast. Of course, scares him again, but then gives him the keys to the truck and says that you'll see everything you need in there, all the information. Um, they That's can a lot hear... of information mm-hmm, in a moving mm-hmm. truck. <laughs> a whole moving truck's worth. They can hear Sophia knocking and yelling on the other side of the door, but they ignore her. Um, then Ernie says, okay, but do you know what's going on here at the ski resort with the dead body? Do you know a Mark and Janine Williams slash an uh, Allison Humphreys? Then Michael responds that he knows a Williams if they're from B- Brisbane, Brisbane, Br- Brisbane, Brisbane, um, Australia, Australia. And then he's like, yeah, they are from Brisbane. And then he's like, okay, well, then I got a letter from an M and J Williams. And that's how I found out that the, what I have is much more valuable than $300,000. Ernie tells Michael that he thinks that they were killed by the same person who killed old green boots as well. So there's a serial killer out and about. They both agree that the timing is suspicious. Um, and then, of course, he reiterates that everything in the truck will answer all of his questions, including things about Aaron as well, which is also interesting. We need to get into that truck. Mm-hmm, 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 we do. He is on his way out, but he drops the bingo card and he's like, oh, fuck, I can't let him see this. He gives it back and notices that there was just a chain like um, he had marked through somebody dies or whatever at a quick glance. Um, and he's just like parting words from Michael are, I'm trusting you with the truck. Look closely and you'll get all your answers. Reiterating it. So look closely. He tries to apologize about Aaron and he's like, P.S. We didn't plan it. It just kind of happened. <sighs> Then Ernie loses it, and we find out that they were trying to have a family, doing for infertility treatments. Um, and then he's like, "Tell me what you guys like. Tell me all about that." Then, and then he says he thinks he's going to leave more on a vicious note, and says, mm, "Well, actually, I spent a bunch of your cash, so I guess I didn't plan that either." Bye. Ooh. Sophia is like. Finally, you guys are done in there. Um, I'll be taking you and like take some rushes him away. Um, and on his way, he notices that there's another note on the bingo card. And then it says, Ernest crosses out ruined, fixes something. And that's in bold too. So we're supposed to know what, like keep a note of that. WTF? <laughs> what is going on? I hope that 
that chapter made sense. I hope I understood. What's in the truck? It's what all do it's be all, in the truck. It's very I'm confused. I'm confused. Yeah. And I think that yes. our babes are confused as well because they want a map and we and they're we're just getting fed details that are supposed to make us question things, but Vague, like vagueness. Vague. Yes. 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 Um, personally, I like Michael. I feel like he's genuine. I don't think that he's like actually mm-hmm. a suspect. Um, I'm sus on Marcelo. I'm sus on Audrey. True. Now that you said it, now that you said Marcelo, I'm sus. And now, I'm sorry, you were going to say something about Audrey. Oh, just like her choosing her one son over her, like that's fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know about that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that was trying. Like when they were saying, like she obviously was dealing with some stuff after the death of her husband and son, so they were taken away and placed in foster care. But is that supposed to make us feel a little bit more sympathetic toward her, or what was she dealing with? Like what's going on there? Yeah. I don't and know. like why just jump to conclusions too like also Catherine's killed somebody that was kind of just skimmed over because oh didn't she when... like accidentally she accidentally ran somebody over right yes 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 you're right like it was a yes and but that she's super sober now which is why she keeps mentioning Sophia so, having sobriety yes 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 yes, 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 yes that's yes, a yes. good point that I did not write down so that's good to know um yeah i don't know i think we just gotta keep reading is it the black tongue is it a serial killing crime syndicate is marcello the black tongue is he a serial killer Ooh, girl perhaps somebody in the family is the serial killer marcello Mm. left for six hours Mm -hmm. could it be Mm -hmm. a father-daughter duo because remember when they got that phone call at the true oh my gosh you know what perhaps you're right i don't know i don't know okay i don't know well read the next bit next week or whatever and we'll be back okay goodbye bye bye Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing. 
to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.